Hey, good evening everybody, James here for James Loves Games, and we're here for another Chaos Meta Watch. And on the line today, we have the one, the only, uh, Russell Tassin, did I say your name right? Yeah, yes, right. I said it right. And so, Russell, go ahead and, other than the fact that you're the guy out there winning with Black Legion, which blows my mind, and I think everybody else, and we talked about your list, but uh, I guess, tell us more about Russell, other than the fact that you're the Black Legion guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I've been playing competitive 40k for about two and a half years now. Um, I I got into it when I was looking for a hobby after after I got out of the military, and then um, I eventually found 40k, and it, it's been really good. Um, uh, outside of that, uh, I started off with Imperium, which you know I still feel bad about, but because uh, I didn't know where to start, um, so. Naturally, the first time I read uh, Black Legion and Talons of Horus, I fell in love with the Black Legion. And even though I have a whole bunch of other armies, like I have Thousand Sons, which would be much easier to play with, <laughs> I still I love Black Legion so much that I'm forcing it and, you know, just keep trying and banging my head up against the wall and see what works. And every once in a while, I sneak a win in. Hey man, that's that's you're doing better than me, and you're you're playing an underpowered faction. So, yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome, and I, I welcome you to the fold, and I'm glad you have found the true gods. Um, and so, if this is your first time uh, listening to us, well, welcome, and if you're a return customer, also welcome back. Um, so, in this podcast, me and Russell are going to wax poetic about. A bunch of tournament lists that did well this weekend. Um, sadly, this weekend was a little dry, so uh, we don't have too many lists to cover. But you know what? I'd be really interested to hear Russell's thoughts as far as the Chaos meta is concerned. And, uh, you know, things coming up. So, um, as always, i got to give a shout-out to my sponsors here on the channel. Uh, shout-out to Miniature Scenery, miniaturescenery.com. Check out their cool, awesome scenery over there in Australia. And a shout out to my local store here uh, in Wichita, Kansas, Wizards Asylum or Wizards ICT. They have two locations. Uh, please feel free. Jump in. Uh, say hi. I'm, I'm there way too often. Um, <laughs> and buy some stuff. So, Russell, you ready to talk about some lists, bud? Absolutely. All right, let us get into some lists. And so the first event we're going to talk about, uh, and I don't know if I sent Russell these in the same order, but he at least got to look at the list. Uh, we got the Factorum Warhammer 40k GT. Um, I believe this one was over in England. Um, and so uh, we're going to, I guess I'll give a shout out. I didn't actually write show notes today, so uh, that's bad on me. So um, James Pilkington came in first with Orcs. That was a very unoriginal orc list. <laughs> I think it's the thing that we've been seeing running around quite a bit. We have Jack West in second with his Adeptus Custodes. Um, this was a triple Telemon list, so not much else to say about that. But we obviously have to talk about Jack Beeman and his World Eaters in third place. Um, and we're also going to talk about Sam Nash in fourth with Space Wolves. And I want to say that I did grab Robbie Sweeney's list in fifth uh, with Death Guard. I could be wrong, though. Yeah. I could be wrong on this one. Um, all right. And so uh, for the first list, this is Jack's World Eaters list. And, and I'll be really interested here because uh, I know Russell uses a lot of these things. Um, so we've got, uh, obviously, World Eaters Le Legion. Uh, we've got Dark Disciples with a Dark Apostle, uh, Losery Supplication, uh, Mark of Corn, and Wrathful Entreaty. Um, and the Brass Collar of Borgastar, uh, which is actually really good, really good in this meta. Uh, oh, now that I'm thinking I like about it. it. <laughs> we got a uh, Karn the Betrayer, uh 1010 Cultus. Um we've got 
We've got Corn Berserkers uh, with the Sergeant has Lightning Claw. Um, and then another unit of five Corn Berserkers with a Lightning Claw Sergeant. We've got uh, a single Greater Possessed. We've got five Raptors, five Raptors, ten Warp Talons. Three Chaos Vindicators. I think he's taking from uh, Mark, uh, Whitter Mark Whitaker right there. Um, we've got two Chaos Rhinos with Combi Meltas and Hyvik Launchers. And a single Lord of Skulls with the Gorestorm Storm Cannon and the Gatling Cannon. So what do you think of this one, Russell? I really I really like the Brass Collar, especially in the current meta. Uh, yes. I think the last RTT I played in, half the field was Thousand Suns and um, Grey Knights. So the Brass Collar really works, and I think using that at a key time and maybe making a uh, already wounded sorcerer pop and then explode. I think yes. It's, it's, it's really great. I really like the choice in the Warlord trait uh, because you got a seven inch greater possess that can yep. advance and charge and he, he's getting the extra movement with the War Leader Relic. So, I mean, when you're doing an advanced charge, that's an extra two inches on a seven inch model. So that that's a pretty pretty decent greater possess that you can sling across the board. Um, and then the then I, I, I'm a big fan of the Lord of Skulls right now. It took me a while <laughs> to finally break down and buy one because I always, always like the Kaitan so much. But yeah, um, I've, I've found more and more success with the, the Lord of Skulls and trying to figure out how to play it. I was using the same uh, belly gun as he did, but I just recently switched to the three damage one, which is, a, it's another 10 points. But when you, when you start looking at getting blade guard in close combat and things like that, I mean, the, the Lord of Skulls has a lot of play, especially people will c commit to try to kill it. And when they don't kill it, he powers up and that's all she wrote. So yeah, 100%. I think that's a big power of the Lord of Skulls is the fact that it basically doesn't tear. <laughs> um, that, that's a big part of it is, you know, if you don't kill it, it's just going to hurt you. Um, and kind of like you, Russell, you know, you're running Abaddon with the Lord of Skulls. We got Karn here. So Karn can wander around behind a Lord of Skulls, make it re-roll everything because that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> So. so it's a really cool list. I love the fact that World Eaters did well at this GT and good job out there. Um, our next list, uh, this was was an orc list. Um, and so uh, this is a really, really weird orc list. I feel like this is probably where we're going to gravitate towards uh, once the buggies eventually get hit. It seems like people are out there trying to figure out what the next thing is. Um, so this is actually a triple detachment with three different clans. Weird. <laughs> so start out with Death Skulls, Beast Boss on Squigasaur, Brutal but Cunning, uh, the Kill Choppa, and yeah, I think that was about, yep, he does the stratagems to get the things. Um, we've got 10 Truck Boys, we've got uh, some Commandos, two units of five Storm Boys, and three Kill Wagons with the triple Big Shooters. So uh, lots of OPSEC here. Because um, a lot of infantry in there. Then we go into Evil Sons. We've got the Death Killer War Trike with um, Redder Paint and the Road Killer Warlord trait. We've got more Truck Boys, a unit of 10. We've got two Squig Buggies, single Squig Buggies, not a bunch of them, with one truck. And then we have a Snake Bites detachment with a uh, another War Boss on Squigasaur. This is the super hard to kill one with the Arda's Nails and the Beast Hide Mantle. We've got another 10 Truck Boys, uh, Grot Mega Tank, and another Squig Buggy. One Squig Buggy. So what do you think about this one, Russell? It's a weird one. Um, I do like I like where a lot of the OPSEC, you know, and the, and the Death Skulls part. And, and again, it's almost like the Brass Collar. You're starting to see because there's so many Grey Knights and Thousand Suns. Yeah. The Death Skulls, you know, you can put those units out front, get the 5-up Fill No Pain, and take away a lot of efficiency from uh, Grey Knights and Thousand Suns or anything else that's putting out a lot of Mortal Wounds out there. 
Oh, um, I didn't even know. Is that like a stratagem? So death skulls, that's actually part of their, their trait. Um, oh, I haven't faced no ones. On, yeah, they get a five up, <laughs> feel no pain on a, um, uh, for mortal wounds. Oh. So, um, yeah, no, nah, so I like that. I, and like, I that. like the single, the, the single squig buggies, I think, are a good choice because I think a lot of players, uh, once you figure out how to play orcs, mm-hmm. you know, you try to range them, but once you get in range, if you can wrap those squig buggies up, they're done. Yeah. Um, because they're blast weapons, and a lot of times they'll pin them in a building somewhere. Uh, to where they're not running them like you would normally see anything orc. They sit back like a, a whirlwind. Yeah. And uh, so if you can if you can tag that blast and get them stuck in a building, that's that's it for them. So so yeah. having the singles makes it you know where you're not losing that much of your army. And it, you know so I like it. Yeah. No. I, and you're right. Um, you know the squig buggies. The biggest the biggest problem with them is they don't deal well with uh, stuff like dreadnoughts. You know your list is very dreadnought heavy because that negative one damage really neuters those squig buggies. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's nice to see, you know, other than the scrap jets, scrap jets are a whole other load of crap. Uh, we're not even going down that road. But um, squig buggies, I feel like, are, are like the least worrisome ones. Mm-hmm. Um, but they do fill a role in the orc list where, you know, it gives them a little bit of uh, reach out and touch you if you're hiding. Um, and they are good into like great nights, you know, picking up those inceptors and stuff that are running around. Oh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, I didn't know about death skulls, huh? Huh? Interesting. Yeah, that's why I saw that death skulls part, and I was like, that's a that's a pretty interesting choice. And I think, you know, I mean, I think great knights and thousand suns are the choice if you don't want to be one of the the meta armies. Yeah. So, so I and you have to you have to be prepared for them. I think that's why you're seeing less and less psychers. Uh, yeah. It's like, like I used to have a sorcerer in my Black Legion all the time, because um, one of my favorite characters is is Kandor from the Black Legion book. Um, and but so just recently in the last few months is the the first time I've ran without my converted sorcerer that I love playing with. Yeah. Someone. No, a hundred percent. You're just right. Like the Arbor of the Witch. Yep, you're really, really right. You know, a poor the witch, you you got to have the ability to take that, you know. Um, you know, this weekend I took second in RTT, and I was running Mortarian and, and um, Bellicor, and my last round was Grey Knights, and, like, he had an automatic 15 secondary because he took the demon one, and I had no automatic 15, um, which made that game way harder <laughs> than yeah. I imagined um, it would have been. But um, you're right, you know, having the ability to take a poor and having that, you know, especially Grey Knights, um, it's usually about 12 to 15 points, depending on how many Dread Knights automatically. Um, right. You know, opening that up is, is a huge deal, you know. Yeah. And that, that's why I'm, I'm really interested to see more Thousand Suns lists gravitate towards the uh, 10-man units. I think it's Liam Hackett out of Australia running the, the big units of Thousand Suns, and it's actually... Uh, or the witch could be a, a trap if you're playing somebody like him. That's true. I mean, it is Liam though. So. Yeah, it is Liam. Yeah, <laughs> it good. is Liam. He ran sixty. What was it? Sixty possessed marines, and I was like, "But okay." Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> no good. Playing Thousand Sons is making it a lot easier to compete with CSM. I'll tell you that. That's true. That's true. So, um, but yeah, good job out there. Uh, uh, really cool org list. And I like the fact that we're seeing some new stuff, you know, um, obviously there's a lot of clamor about nerfing orcs, uh, at least the buggy list. And so, um, I like the fact that other people are out there not just riding the wave and just kind of figuring out their own thing, you know? So, um, hopefully this means that orcs aren't dead <laughs> post, yeah. 
whatever nerf comes out. So, um, and that's it for that event. So I guess I was wrong uh, as far as how many lists. So basically the list that we skipped uh, today, um, and there are quite a few, I looked at them and it was like, the same old, same old. As an example, for this next event, the Game Center uh, Nar Narellen, um, and this was in Australia, uh, the top player, uh, Joshua Brody, his cult mechanicus, nothing crazy or new, you know, so, um, and I'd be really, we'll talk about your thoughts on this uh, in, in a bit, Russell, and kind of how you're combating it with crazy Black Legion, you know, <laughs> mm. so, um so onto the list here. Uh, so again, uh, Joshua Brody took first. Uh, Colt Mechanicus, nothing crazy here. But we will be talking about Alex Rimmel's uh, Dark Angels. Um, we have Michael House in third with Orcs. Uh, nothing too crazy. It was a buggy list. Um, then we have Josh McMillan with High Fleet Leviathan, and he's using a lot of the new stuff. So um, I have not been too privy to this, so maybe you are, Russell. But um, really interesting choices that he took, um, and I'm, I'm kind of interested to see. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Luke Greco and his Chaos Demons, which obviously we have to talk about demons. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I really like that demon list. So. Yeah, it's a cool list. Uh, it's, it's I like it. Yeah, well, we'll get so. there. Okay. We'll get there. Um, so uh, first we got Dark Angels. We've got, um, obviously, Deathwing, uh, Vanguard Detachment. We've got um, a Lieutenant, uh, two Talon Masters, one with the Brilliant Strategist and Arbiter's Gaze, uh, normal... You know, <laughs> I'm going to hit you on twos all the time. Um, and then we've got the Rights of War Talonmaster, so that way he can run around and give OPSEC to everybody, which is always a good idea. We've got two units of five Blade Guard Veterans and a unit of three Blade Guard Veterans, um, which I really like that. I like that build a lot. Um, you know, we haven't really seen Talonmasters lately, and it's nice to see them kind of coming back. We've got two command squads of Deathwing, and then we've got a second Vanguard Detachment. Um, this time it is... Uh, Greenwing. Um, so we've got a Primaris Chaplain on a bike with all the stuff that you would expect from a Primaris Chaplain. Um, and then we've got three Redemptor Dreadnoughts, a uh, unit of Servitors, and then last but not least, two Ravenwing Landspeeder Vengeances. Uh, yeah, like that. I, I, I've seen a lot of the uh, the multi-melted ones that I haven't seen the Vengeance in a very, very long time. So uh, what are your thoughts here, Russell? So uh, Dark Angels was uh, that that other army that I used to play, but I, and I keep my, my army current. And as I watch the meta and uh, see all these deathwing lists, I'm like, there is so much other play. Like if you, if you don't, if you don't do what the internet tells you to do and, and you kind of examine the codex, I think there is a lot of play in a mixed list like this with green wing. And I mean, so the, the two Landspeeder vengeance, those are actually got some really good guns on them. And especially when you pair those with uh, an overcharge and a uh, weapons of a dark age, those things start putting out some serious damage. Um, yeah, to where you could, you could really uh, w one of those could take out a few orc buggies or a few scrap jugs. So, and then you, you combine that with the uh, with the redemptors, and you know, obviously those guys having wisdom of ancients, you can spread out or or stay tight, however you want to do it. But either way, you have a weapons of a dark age buff on five different models. So if you lose one, you're still in the money with the dark angel stuff. And then and then the blade guard are cheap, but you still have your your storm shields, and you still have your uh, built in. Um, you know, where you can only win him on a four-up. Transhuman, yeah. Transhuman. <laughs> yeah. Drew a blank. No, so. you're right, though. It's basically like having the Terminator squads, you know, more or less. Uh, they're three wounds apiece. They got a Storm Shield. They've got a damage to sword. They get a ton of attacks. Um, but for half the cost, <laughs> yeah. more or less. Yeah. Um, 
And it's true, you know, uh, and I didn't even think about that, but um, having the three Redemptor Dreadnoughts with the micro Macroplasmas, you know, they're, they're flat three, that takes them to flat four on one of them. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you got the lieutenants running around, rerolling wounds, you know, that's a lot of firepower. Um, and it's crazy that we have not seen a lot of Green Wing, you know, we're seeing a lot of Raven Wing, a lot of Death Wing. Now we're starting to see Green Wing, and that's pretty cool. I think that's a pretty yeah. cool idea. And I, and I think Green Wing, with the stratagems that Dark Angels have available to them in the main codex and in the, in the supplement, I think Green Wing is something a lot of people are sleeping on um, that, that can do some serious damage. And I mean, with Rights of War, I mean, because a lot of people are like, they want that offset. Mm -hmm. But with, with the Rite of War, Warlord trait, like you see on his Talon Master, you don't need that solid attachment. You're still getting all the benefits and you still have your offset where you need it. And there's yeah. a strategy that you can move one of those Talon Masters, you know, a pretty far distance to grab that Rite of War at the end of the game or in that clutch moment. To deny yeah. Or get the OPSEC on the, the five unit of uh, the Blade Guard as they're going to yeah. an objective, you know, a Dreadnought. Mm -hmm. Like, there's so many options here, and it's very flexible, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, it's cool. Like, I would actually yeah, I play this. I, I like Deathwing. So. Yeah. No, I, I, I really like that list. I was happy to see that it wasn't your your normal Deathwing spam list, which I, I, I feel like, yeah, you can get the free 15 points for sitting back on an objective, but is that, is that, that much fun, you know? That's so, true. I, mean, I don't know. That's but true. I, I really, I really like to see the green wing in there. So I, I think I might want to like borrow some models from somebody out there <laughs> in Wichita. Well, I've got a whole, I've got a whole army of dark angels sitting right over here on the show. So. We're going to go visit <laughs> Russell. <laughs> So great list. Uh, I just love the fact we're seeing Dark Angels come back. I, I'm a fan of Dark Angels. They're chaos at heart. They just don't know it. So um, yeah, let's carry on to the next list. Uh, next, we have uh, Tyranids uh, using all the new stuff from the supplement. So I, I obviously need to poke my head in that because uh, obviously it's got some play. Uh, so this is High Fleet Leviathan. We've got a Hive Tyrant with Adaptive Physiology with a Heavy Venom Cannon, Monstrous Bone Swords, Catalyst, Onslaught, and Relic Synaptic Hive Blades, which I believe are the ones that ignore uh, invulnerable saves. Um, we've got a Malanthrope um, with the Swarm Leader uh, Warlord Trait, and you can spend a CP to do that. So I guess they gain the ability to buy Warlord Traits now. Okay, that's cool. Uh, we've got a Neurothrope with Psychic Scream and Catalyst, and the Relic the Void Crown. Okay, that's a new one I don't know about either. Um, then we have uh, Tyranid Warriors with Bioweapon Bond, um, with Lash Whips Bone Swords, and then three with a Venom Cannon, which I've always been a fan of uh, Tyranid Warriors. I think they're really yeah, good. So uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, they're really, really good. Um, and then he does a bunch more Warriors. It looks like uh, seven-man units with um, Lash Whips Bone Swords. We got a unit of six Hive Guard with Adaptive Physiology, probably ignoring AP 1 and 2. Um, we've got a unit of five Zoanthropes with Onslaught, Slot Smite, and Psychic Channeling for 10 points. So, okay. Um, I really need to dip my head in this because people yeah, are going to listen to this and be like, he has no idea what he's talking about because I don't. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe Russell does, but uh, and then a unit of five zoanthropes and a unit of four zoanthropes. So Russell, do you have any idea what any of this new shit is? Because I don't. Um, to be honest, I I need I'm, I'm like you. I need to study some on that one. But I, I do like the fact that the all the warriors. Um, I think the three wounds is a good uh, is a good number now. I mean, like yeah. I think as you look across the list that are successful, you're going to see a lot of three wound models. You know, I'd love to feel more uh, chaos terminators, but. I can't because at two wounds, they're just dead. But the three wounds uh, really 
you know, so I think that's why Warriors are going to do a lot better than maybe you see other things because you got to get two through. Yeah, and then they still have the stratagem for, you know, minus one damage. Um, I'm sure, obviously, there's some new stuff in here that makes Warriors even better. Um, yeah. I've heard that, you know, Hiveguard now have gone to, like, a whole new level, which they didn't need to go to another level. Uh Please, God, no. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously there's some new abilities to buy um, essentially like abilities for your units uh, in the new Leviathan supplement. So even though me and Russell don't know what's going on, just know that Leviathan is now a thing. Um, and so, you know, if I guess I'm going to have to, after this, go watch a review of the supplement because, um, yeah. yeah, I'm scared now. <laughs> I, well, I know just Hiveguard alone is actually kind of what got me moved to move to contenders just because I was running decimators before. And, you know, I played a, a guy out here. His name's Sean uh, Poser. I think he's out of San Antonio. And, man, he just tears me up with that high guard. So I I started moving to uh, Dreadnoughts. That way I can get the damage reduction so it's not just dead decimators everywhere. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, the, the damage reduction is a huge deal, you know, and with the high guard double shooting, it's, um, it's painful. It's very painful. Yeah. So, um but cool that we're seeing uh, Tyranids out there. Um, I love the fact that we're seeing the bugs come up. Um, you know, we actually, uh, th this weekend, we had a Tyranid player playing into Grey Knights, uh, nonetheless. And Grey Knights were actually swearing at the Tyranid player because uh, Shadows of the Warp was really not Ooh. making them happy. <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> so. since Grey Knights lost that plus one to cast. Yep, yep, a hundred percent. So it was like it, even their like you know their teleport was now an eight cost as opposed to seven, which meant mm. they had to use the three d six to get it off with a chance. Um, and a, hopefully the tyrannids don't even deny it, you know. So um, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So uh, good job, tyrannids. Alrighty, next we've got demons. Russell already alluded to how much he likes this list. So uh, we've got a battalion detachment, Chaos Undivided. We've got Bellicor with um, Paul of Despair and a Penumbral Curse. Uh, we've got a Keeper of Secrets with Delightful Agonies and Frenzy um, with the Forbidden Gem. And then they have the Blessing of the Dark Prince. I believe that's the minus one to wound at range. Yes. Um, we've got Keeper of Secrets, Delightful Agonies, Pavanus Slanesh. With the Sinestrious Hand on both of these. Uh, Exalted with Quicksilver Reflexes. That's 4-Up Inbone. We've got uh, 3 units of 10 Demonettes. We've got the Lord of Change with all the bells and whistles. Except for they're rolling for the Exalted trait. That's different. Um, we've got Gaze of Fate, Infernal Gateway, a Rod of Sorcery, and then um, Impossible Robe. And then we have 2 units of 10 Plague Bearers and Mortarian. I Wish I had ran this list instead. God damn it. <laughs> I love my Lord. Actually, I, I think I like your list uh, a little bit better. I, I saw your list from the weekend. <laughs> I, I really, and again, that goes back. Yours goes to the damage reduction area, which I really like. Yeah, mine, mine was actually literally kind of like your dreadnoughts built to be mm -hmm. buggies because screw buggies. But um, yeah. anyways, what are your thoughts of this list? Because it's really good. I like it. No, I, I, I like Chaos. Anyways, but I really like seeing those big demons everywhere, and I like seeing Bellacore. Uh, I think the Bellacore model is really cool, and just yes. to put them all together and make it work is uh, is something I really like to see. Um, yeah, no, and I, yeah, I love the monster match when it comes to chaos, and I like seeing play bearers instead of just seeing your your random uh, nerdlings because I think uh, the nerdlings are great, but they die easy, yeah, and early. You know, to where the play bearers can be annoying with ten of them sitting in a building somewhere. 
and and scoring, you know, 15 points, 20 points just for sitting there, which is which is annoying in itself. So if no, you're it's playing, true. Yeah. It's very true. You gotta, you gotta chew through all those other characters, uh, those big monsters. And by the time you get through them, those those plague bears have already racked up 40 points in primaries. Yep. So, nope, that is very true, you know, and I didn't really think about it. I still feel like plague bears are a little overcosted for what they bring, but um it's true, you know, we haven't really been seeing many plague bearers. I feel like, um, you know, they're they're underestimated for their cost. Mm. But you're right, um, you know, this weekend where I, all I had was Demonettes and Furies to sit in the back, I probably would have rather had some plague bearers because um, they're a lot harder to shift and um, would have given me a more, um, I guess, easier time of doing, like, rod and stuff like that, you know? Mm. Um, the only shift I personally would maybe make to this list um, because he actually has two Chaos Undivided Patrols, uh, would be to shift one of the Keepers down and then remove some Demonettes in lieu of some Furies. I feel like that would have been a better play, but... Um, and then you'd actually have some points for maybe more Plague Bears. <laughs> plague Bears are great. Uh, but no, I like that. I like that idea a lot, uh, Russell. And, and yeah, I feel like we're really underestimating Plague Bears. Maybe I have to try them again. Yeah, because at least the plague bearers have the fill no pain against the multiple damage weapons where your 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 nerglings don't. So, and I mean, and with the uh, Alyssa set fast, you don't need the nerglings to get out to those early objectives because you're going to have keepers of secrets and and a lord of change that is extremely hard to kill. So you don't need the front where the the plague bearers are going to be really good in the back. So I, I really like the list. So, no, it's true, you know, and they're very resilient to stuff like Grey Knights. Um, that psychic phase can actually bounce off a unit, <laughs> mm -hmm. which did, is actually I, a big boon. <laughs> did he have the one thing that I saw that was one thing that I really like is the consorted epiton and being able to stop somebody from falling back. So um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that was in the list, was it? No, this one didn't have that one. So when I do my mix list, I really like the consorted epiton just so you can. You can get people locked in. So, yeah, I'm no, definitely. <laughs> she is great. She is absolutely yes. great. I still feel like they kind of hit her a little too hard with the point cost. <laughs> yeah, two hundred ten I mean, is a lot for her. Yeah, two hundred ten is a lot, but that that model has a lot of play. So. Yeah, hundred percent. I I never got to use mine. I bought mine right before uh, we got hit with that, and it was yeah, that was that. So um, she sits in a box now. But anyways, so, uh, good job, Demons. Uh, we love Demons here on the channel, so well done, man. And so, last but not least, uh, this is our last event, the Clumsy Orc GT. So again, this weekend had, like, no GTs, and all of these GTs actually had 15, 10, 10, and 15 players. So these were really small events. So um, again, maybe some of the interesting lists here don't work in a bigger event. But um, it is cool to see people out there still, you know, going. I, I don't know if it's just fallout from the fact that um, I'm, you know, from SoCal and everything last weekend. Maybe people just aren't feeling the game. Um, I don't know. But um, you know, keep on trucking, everybody. Keep playing. Um, obviously, you can win with with weird stuff. Um, but yeah. So our last event. Uh, uh before I guess we just kind of ad lib for the next. However long, uh, we got Kieran French in first with Drukari. Wasn't anything crazy, uh, normal Drukari list. Uh, Chris Taylor with his death card came in second. This was triple Contemptor, triple Plague Burst Crawler. Again, nothing crazy. Um, but we will talk about Rusty Ashworth's White Scars. Um, 
And then, uh, yeah, all the rest, the Adeptus Custodes list wasn't anything crazy. Uh, the other Death Guard list was literally the same as Chris Taylor's. I think maybe he just got a bad matchup somewhere um, and ended up lower down. So, um, yeah, sadly, Death Guard seems to be kind of gravitating towards the Triple Redemptor, Triple Plague Burst Crawler thing that Manny did. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that one, Russell? Because I, I really don't like that list. I Yeah, I, I think when it comes to Death Guard... Uh, Playburst crawlers, I think two is the magic number. Um, with that, I think overall, when you play, if you if you have if you're playing Death Guard, you, you know you almost got to use contenders in in some ways when you're playing CSM. But when you're playing Death Guard, like blight haulers, good lord, that that one stratagem to drop the amount of shots that somebody has. Um, yeah, no blight haulers all the way. Everybody's, <laughs> you know, a lot of people slept on the blight haulers because. Oh, their, their, their points went up so much. But, yeah, they also got another multi-melted shot. They're extremely tough to kill, um, especially if you're using that stratagem. And, they're, they're you know, you're like, for example, take a, a thing of orc buggy shooting in at a, uh, some blight haulers. You reduce their all their guns by one shot. And then you have uh, your tough, and then you reduce their wounds. And all of a sudden, you know, a whole thing of orc buggies, three squads of them, or a full, you know, thing of uh, trucks does like three or four damage and those white haulers go nowhere. So I think Death Guard has so many great options to to, to be sinking into the contenders. So. No, you're right. You know, uh, Mephitic Blight Haulers are very, very good. We are actually seeing quite a few people take, like, singles. Uh, you know, some of my early information, take it for what it's worth, is that Blight Haulers are about to be more appealing with uh, the points changes. So uh, take that for what it's worth. But, um, you know, yeah, I agree. You know, they were 115 points, was which was a little too low <laughs> after we got the buff multi-melters. Um, trust me, I abused the hell out of those for a little while. But yeah. Um, yeah, going up as much as they did, I feel like, yeah, that was kind of like everybody was like, oh, they're dead to me again. But um, yeah, that stratagem is great into stuff like last chickens because uh, now those last chickens are shooting one piece. Yeah. Um, big deal, especially when you have Miasma on the squad too. So um, no, that's a good good point. Well, like I really have to pay for it because uh, one of my one of my best friends plays uh, Death Guard and he he's just started running the Blight Haulers and as you know I got the twin last cannons and the and the rockets I, I literally lose half my shooting on my contenders uh, when I play against him which makes it extremely hard to remove one Blight Hauler. That's you know, true. Or I can I can com completely cream the contenders off the board as long as I I shoot them first and they're yeah. gone. Blight Haulers I can't I can't touch them. All I yeah. do is get out and do a few wounds and then I'm sad. Yeah, so. I think the biggest thing if you're playing the Blight Haulers is make sure, like, in Russell's case, make sure they can't shoot another squad. Because <laughs> yeah. you do yeah. have to you have to use it at the beginning of your, your shooting, their mm. opponent's shooting phase, so they know what squad not to shoot. So just make sure you, you right. funnel the gun. You, you make it juicy. <laughs> yeah, you make it juicy. <laughs> like it, you know, especially, like, uh, a good way to use a, that, that stratagem in the Blight Haulers is to put it on an objective. That, yeah. you know, that if they don't kill them, they're going to score 15 points. So they have to kill them. So they'll dump an entire turn of shooting into these blight haulers and still might not even kill them, which yep. is what makes them super powerful. Very true, man. Very true. Man, you make me want to play my blight haulers again. But uh, yes, let's talk about our last list and then we Sorry. will we'll talk about everything, I guess. Everything, yeah. me and Russell. Um, so for the white scars, uh, really interesting list. So we have a con on a bike with the plume of the plains runner, uh, rights of war, and here are the chapter because you know you got to buy warlord traits and stuff. Um, we got a bike chaplain with exhortation of rage, mantra of strength, um, benediction of fury, 
He is a master of sanctity with the Chogarian Storm. I think that's the super bike. Um, and then Litany of Hate. Uh, and then, yeah, Wise Orator. We've got two units of five Assault Intercessors. We've got a unit of Incursors. Then we have the Apothecary, uh, who is obviously a Chief Apothecary, because why not? Uh, we've got five Blade Guard Veterans. We've got a unit of ten uh, Vanguard veterans with lightning claws and storm shields. A second unit of 10 Vanguard veterans with chainsword storm shields. I like that change. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised we don't see more of that, I, honestly. Um, and then we've got uh, three attack bikes, single. Um, and then we've got two units of devastators and a rhino with all multi melters. So, what are your thoughts here, Russell? I do. I like it, um, especially with the, the, the blade guard because you do have the option of combat squad them. So, you know, if Say if you're playing a, an orc buggy list, you have that one squad, especially if you're playing a Dawn of War style mission, you can literally take those those uh, blade guard and I mean a uh, vanguard and advance five of them, go lock a, a thing of squid buggies in or scrap jets down and then just bring them in ways. Um, so they're th those options. And that's also where the chain swords make them a little bit cheaper to do it. Um, and you can just literally shut down a lot of shooting because, you know, Especially in Dawn of War missions, it's a little bit harder to do on Hammer and Anvil, but I like that part of the list where you can get out there quick and shut things down as fast as you can. Yeah, no. Oh, did I lose Russell? White scars. There he is. So that way you can make it to the later turns. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I lost you for a second. No, it's true. Uh, I like the fact that the chain swords. You know, I, I thought that was a really interesting choice because all we see is lightning claws. But you know, looking at them side by side, it's forty points cheaper. Um, mm -hmm. And when you put it in terms like that, especially when we see like 30 van vets running around, um, that's, that's, you know, two, if even if two squads do it, that's 80 points. That's, you know, half a contemptor. Um, I don't know. I like that change. I like that change a lot. Huh. Mm. huh. No, that's a good efficiency because you're, you're literally going to get the same thing you're going to get in most games, you know, because a lot of time I think I see the Vanguard being used to shut shooting down as opposed to actually killing stuff. So, might as well go the cheaper route and then still have the storm shields to where they can survive once they get in there. So yeah, I played a, I played a white stars player at an RTT a few weeks back and that's what he did. He just brought those Vanguard and waves and it was so frustrating um, because it, my, my Leviathan wasn't able to shoot most of the game because <laughs> he just, you know, that's when I realized I can't do the, the double grab flux. I, that was something I tried and he showed me why I can't do double grab flux because that's a blast. So <laughs> do you put a claw on them now? That way you can punch oh, yeah, your way I got out. The on him now. So. <laughs> no, it's a good idea. You know, um, I was a big fan of the single storm cannon, single claw for a while there. Um, I went away from that with the, the Thousand Suns Codex, but uh, yeah, I can definitely agree. Sometimes you need a claw on a Leviathan, actually, yeah. most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to dig your way out of combat. Um, right. And. That's it for lists this week. So, uh, again, it was a very, very sparse week as far as uh, tournaments go. Um, so, that being said, uh, I am really interested. Uh, you know, so, again, um, and I'm going to increase the size of us. Yay. Hi, Russell. Uh, but, uh, you know, Russell's doing really well out there with Bike Legion. So, um, you know, I guess... In your words, how's the meta? How how do you feel like Chaos does well? What do we do wrong? What do we got to watch out for? Like, you know, let us know. I, so, so for me, I think having an older codex has its advantages because we don't have core. Um, and then we just, I think we got to read the meta. You know, like, what's the what's the meta right now? It's vehicles. No matter where you look, you're playing Admet. Yep. You're, 
you know, they're going to shoot the heck out of you. So if you have infantry, you're going to die. Um, if you're playing orcs, if you have infantry, you're going to die. So then, then what, so I think right now damage reduction is king because there's so many two damage weapons, two damage and three damage weapons. So one thing that makes thousand suns really good right now is you can pay that command point and take that squad of 10 terminators and make them hard to kill. Even if they're being shot by squid buggies, same yeah. thing with the contemptors. If you can stick them in some trees and have the minus one damage, the orcs efficiency goes way down. Um, and so that, and, but you know, as the meta changes, you know, you can't be, you gotta stick with your army, but, don't be scared to change your list dramatically. You know, like, you know, six months ago, I would have, I would have like, I don't want a Lord of Skulls on my list. And, and I, and I don't want contenders in the list. And now they're back in, you know, I look at my list from the start of ninth, I had a bunch of contenders and I got rid of them. And now they're back in mainly because of damage reduction. And I think that's why I think Death Guard has so much play right now. If you, if you build a list to the current meta, you know, things like the Blight Haulers and um, all your damage reduction out there uh, is just so great against things like orcs and admec because that that's what it is they 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 is surviving those lists so one thing that helps my list a lot is i'm able to i think uh it froze again but uh yep. one thing that helps my list a lot is um is the the footprint the footprint of my army so um at the start of the game if if a list has the ability to hit me really hard i'll strategically reserve the worst goals and then I will take everything else and I'll, I'll shrink down to almost nothing to where I'm almost impossible to alpha strike. And if they do try to alpha strike me, they're going to expose themselves so much by the time turn two comes, I'm going to cream them. Um, so, and I think the people that play me enough will pl start playing conservative because they don't want that turn two hit so hard, which, which only gives me a, a bigger advantage. So it's, it's one of those things like, you want to, you want to come and try to hit me hard before you have the chance. Or do you want to stay back and not score your primary? So um, it we have some play, I think, especially without the core. And I, I think that's where I'm finding a lot of successes. You know, with Abaddon, um, you know, there's there's a lot of things that, that we're sleeping on. Just like I think one thing that a lot of people are sleeping on, even with orcs, is the Killicans. Man, I've, I've talked to a few guys about Killicans. Good Lord, the Killicans have a lot of play. And you don't see them hardly in any list. Um, but I think... I think as the buggies and the and the scrap decks and all get nerfed, we're going to see something much worse in killer cans. So heard it yeah. here first. Actually, I'm going to have to give my my uh, a few of my buddies, um, uh, uh, Jamie. Uh, I always mess up his last name, so I'm not going to try. But Jamie out of here in Houston. I mean, he was he was the art uh, the TO at the last RTT I was at, and he's sitting over there building killer cans. And I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> He's like building killer cans. Everybody's sleeping on them. But you better watch out. And I think he's, I think he's one hundred percent spot on. So I think take a look at the killer cans, and that's that's some scary stuff. Yeah, um, but you know the the biggest thing with orcs, you know, and I think you touched on it, Russell, is that their efficiency goes down tremendously if they can't get that first kill. You know, especially freebooters. Um, and like Russell said, you know, minimizing your footprint, don't be afraid to, you know, in my game this weekend against the buggies, I literally spent all the CP to reserve all my troops. Literally nothing was on the field that was not a disgustingly resilient vehicle or Mortarian or Belcor um, because I knew the buggies just really didn't like those things, you know. Mm. Um, and, and you're right, you know, stuff like dense terrain. Dense terrain is huge into those buggies. Um, like tremendously big into buggies um and, and so leveraging those, those things you know um we do do vehicles very well a lot of 
Chaos players love to skew into vehicles. You know, you're playing Dreadnoughts and, and Lord of Skulls. I'm playing just stupid jank, um, you know, and, and it works really well. Um, I guess where where I am having issues, um, you know, my finals yesterday was against Grey Knights. And while that is great into everything, it's not great into the psychic phase. So how do you feel like you combat that? Is it just pick up their models faster than they can come at you and hope that they don't table you or like, how do you deal well, with it? Well, so on, on, on the power armies, I think, you know, um, and you can see I'm doing something with my contemporaries. I'm running last hands, which are, are much more expensive than the ball kites. But I think the ball kites uh, aren't that efficient as, mu as much as people would like to think, except, I mean, maybe if you're running death guard with tally man, but everything outside of that, they're just, when you start shooting a squad of gray knights and cover, I mean, yeah, you're going to, what are you going to do? You're going to get, you're going to get a bunch of wounds through. They're going to save a bunch of them. And then the mortal wounds, they're going to get five up film of pain. Um, but when you start looking at last cannons with neg three and the, you know, the, the top rockets, neg two. So you start finding all the weapons that had multiple damage and, and AP, just like the Lord of Skulls. I'm, I started taking that three damage flamer and yeah, if I'm shooting a big squad, I'm not getting that 2d6, but man, a flat three damage when somebody's uh, charged me with white scars or, or things like that. Like, so I'm trying to find things with AP um, and yeah, there's a lot of times they're more expensive, but you know, if I can pick uh, gray Knights up off the board as fast as I can and not have the, the psychers to hold me back on the secondary, I, it, it could get, it gets out of control really quick for, for players like gray Knights and thousand sons when I play against them, you know, so I just minimize my footprint and then, you know, What'll happen is that sometimes I'll even shrink down even in my first movement. So like a lot of times people will get confused, like how did he do so good against that custodes player? You know, he must have went first. I did go first, but this is all I did my first turn. Move a few models and say, all right, it's your turn, you know, and then make them come to me. You know, they deploy conservatively, make them come to you. You know, I always I always think of it like feed me, you know, like I'm going to make I'm going to force you to come to me. And then, then that's where, when chaos gets, you know, whether whether you're shooting or especially when you get melee and just have them feed you, make them do the work for you. So you don't necessarily always have to um, go out there and get crazy turn one. Let the yeah. game develop a little and then play into chaos's strengths because we have a lot of cool stratagems and things that we still have access to. And you maximize that and try to think of what the current meta is. You know, and right now the current meta is vehicles and power armies like Thousand Suns and Grey Knights. So you're not going to kill those with ball kites. So that's so, true. No, so. you're right. Um, and, and I didn't think about that. As a matter of fact, uh, one of my opponents this weekend, my sister's player, shout out to Elliot. Uh, if he listens to this, you know, he played super conservatively turn one. And I was like, you know, I'm used to sister's players yellowing like, oh, I got first turn. Cool. Dominions. We're a scout move. I'm going to jump out and do all the flamers and melters and blah, 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 blah. Um, his biggest problem was he didn't push out fast enough. Uh, he held back one more turn than he should have. Had he pushed out a little bit more, I think he actually would have beaten me because uh, he actually did 11 wounds to Bellacore with a single Melta. <laughs> Don't know how. Uh, he did it yeah. with a single Melta and some mortal wounds from a Flamer, and Bellacore was already at five wounds. Um, I was like, if you had pushed just a little harder, you probably would have dropped yeah. Bellacore that turn, and um, yeah, I probably would have lost. Um, but yeah, you know, playing defensively is not a bad idea um i feel like why a lot of people aren't playing so defensively is kind of it's been kind of skewed by admech and orcs and, mm -hmm. and drukari for the most part because they're hyper aggressive overly efficient like 
they kill you to the umpteenth degree. Um, but it's nice to hear that, you know, you're doing that and you're finding a lot of success. And I, I feel like a lot of that is that you haven't taken that, that blow to the head where you're like, Oh crap. You know, I've been abused so badly by Admech that uh, yeah. I need to be stupid now. <laughs> yeah. Like me. Well, well, and see, that's the thing. Like I, I think Lone Star and uh, which was a FLG major that, that really, I was like, I'm not gonna let that happen. And I went two and four at that major. And I, that, I, that was a long drive home. <laughs> and I was like, man, what am I doing wrong? You know, like, how can I fix this? And, and ultimately I, I got home and I was like, you know, what, why am I dying? I'm dying because I have a bunch of infantry that I'm putting out there and they're just getting creamed by Adnec. Um, the decimators are just getting creamed. Everything I had was just dying so quick. And I'm like this, you know, so I'm like, how do I live longer? Damage reduction. I think that's where Death Guard, I think as we get further in the ninth, it's going to get better um, because there's so many two damage weapons out there. So I was looking for things with damage reduction, things that I could kill faster than they could kill. Um, and also reducing my footprint. So it's a lot harder to alpha strike me. You know, like um, even with the planes, I think in round five or six, I played an Admech Salamanders player in uh, Warzone Houston. And I was like looking at those planes, I'm like, how am I going to deal with it? You know, but I shrunk down and I kind of spread the, the few cultists that I had out to where he couldn't just come in and bomb me. So I basically stole his pass from him and, uh, and, and forced him to do something that he didn't want to do with his flyers with my cultists. And then, then I, I got rid of the flyers and then I just started working on everything else. So um, like this last RTT, I played an admet player. I used terrain to hide. And then as he, as he realized I've got to come in, that's when I came out. And, you know, I think I removed like seven or eight units uh, off the board turn two, where I didn't do any shooting turn one, which turned out really well because it, it, it got the game lopsided. So instead of admet, you know, running all over me, like it happened at Lone Star, it was the opposite. So I think find ways to stop the alpha strike and then hit them turn two to where they can't recover. That's, that's kind of how I've been going. Almost think of it like an explosion. You know how sometimes you, you know, like you have a grenade, a grenade as it explodes will suck in and then blow out. So you'll see this tiny little bitty army, which is so lore, you know, accurate with Abaddon. You're like, what is this? You know, and then all of a sudden <laughs> there's Black Legion everywhere. And you're like, how did this happen? And it's because Abaddon snuck up on you. And, you know, so <laughs> I mean, so, you know, I think a lot of people underestimate uh, chaos players and because they're, you know, we're crazy to still be playing chaos until our codex comes out. Right. So that, that, that goes to the advantage for us, you know? Um, yeah. So I love playing chaos. It's, it's fun <laughs> and it's fun to find ways to, to win with it. And then, and confuse people too. That's so, true. Like, that is true. Of, yeah. Well, I just like when I first started winning with black Legion last year, like RTTs, I saw you, you were like, how's this guy doing this? And then after Warzone, after Warzone, I had a whole new group of people going, how's this guy doing this? And then I'm watching your videos. Well, just stick around. He does this a lot, you know. So I, <laughs> well, and Georg, Georg uh, shout out to Georg. He got mad at me. He's like, why are you talking shit about Russell? I was like, I'm not. I just honestly don't understand what he's doing. Like, like, do you guys have no terrain? Like, I don't know. I, I don't get it. <laughs> So, yeah. uh, but it's awesome. It's amazing. And I love the fact that um, you're passionate about chaos, you know, to the point where you don't care what's going on. You know, uh, I've abandoned chaos a couple times. I've tried to play Necrons and I tried to play Tyranids. I just came right back and I've literally told my friends, I'm 
I'm I'm done trying anything else. I'm just going to stick yeah. with chaos because obviously that's what I'm good at, and that's that's the thing. So, um, and I love that other people are out there waving the flag, you know. Um, and, yeah. and you're doing excellent. You're doing way better than me. And uh, I'm I'm gl glad to call you a friend of the channel, and uh, you know, have you back anytime. But well, he uh, Lord, he's such a great guy. I <laughs> I, I get he he lives about forty minutes from me, so we actually uh, we I get a lot of practice games in, so a lot of a lot of what I've learned and been able to, to succeed with is, you know, is, is a lot of him. And he's, he's definitely the best uh, chaos player that I, I know. You know? So <laughs> once, once he gets back out um, playing in tournaments uh, again, more often, We'll be talking about him a lot more than we're talking about Black Legion. He's such a good player. So. <laughs> I think he's waiting, you know, you got the kid and everything. So mm -hmm. I think he's just yeah. waiting for uh, maybe a new Demons Codex or something to happen. Um, I, we do. We need players like you out there. We need players out there trumpeting, um, you know, playing these lesser known armies and doing well. Um, not to say that the meta is in a great place. I'm I'm not going to justify that. You know, um, I think that there's enough feel bads out there. You know, even me, I hate admech to like. <laughs> I hate playing them. I don't want to see them across the table. Drukari to a lesser degree. Like I don't mind facing Drukari. I other than the succubus because she's stupid. But um, you know, and and orcs orcs like I figured out a way to beat them. You basically said the same thing, you know, damage reduction, sit on dense terrain, you can win the game. Um, and as a Chaos player, I think that's that's valid for us, you know what I mean? And same with Marine players. Um, Grey Knights are finding a little bit less success in that realm because uh, they don't have damage reduction like we do. Yay! Mm -hmm. so, um, that's their mm -hmm. negative. But, uh, you know, we do have ways to beat all the things. It's just... Um, yeah, I guess right now, the, like you said, the meta kind of currently favors us in, in a lot of different ways. Yeah. So I can hold off on our codex just a little bit longer. I'm going to get Darkstone at me on the CSM page for that one. <laughs> Yo, you just want to wait. You like want to milk it, being like number one, and then like it drops right before LVO, and you're like, oh, I got it. I got yeah. it. I win. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I I, I won't hold it against you, but, um, and yeah, I, I'm excited for new chaos space Marines, if anything, to play world eaters, you know, while we talked about this world eaters list, that's basically Mark Whitaker's list, uh, with a few tweaks. Um, I love world eaters. I love night Lords. Like I, I literally have not seen night Lords. I think since, uh, Faith and Fury dropped, um, and people were kind of messing around with the bikes a little bit. And then that kind of went away. Um, you know, I just love to, to see, more chaos, you know. And, and I, I tell you, as far as pure CSM goes, um, it has gotten really competitive in the CSM area. Like our scores have all gone up, and we're going up together. Yeah. Here's Wyatt. Um, Wyatt's extremely good. Um, he's right on my heels the whole season. And, um, then there's Arthur too. I think he did a. Yep. Arthur too got five and one out at um, SoCal with Emperor's Children. Um, there's Mike Pestilens. Uh, God, I'm missing somebody. Uh, Escobar. So there, there's like there's a whole pack of CSM players, and all of our points have increased probably 150 points. You know, as far as um, the faction. I mean, we're all knocking on the door at 700, which is just as competitive as any of the the, the things. So I'm really interested to see where the CSM rankings end at LBO. I mean, I think there was five of the top 10 CSM players at uh, at SoCal. So yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of excitement in CSM right now. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I I just wish, sadly, we can't get the variety that I, I like to talk about. You know, if you, I mean, this is Russell's first time on the channel, but uh, if anybody who's listened to it for any period of time, if we start seeing the same lists, 
that's why we skip over them because really there's no talking about them if you talked right. about them once you know triple contemptor triple playburst crawler death guard while it works really well what else do you say like i sit here and i shoot you a bunch and i win <laughs> or yeah. i don't win i what else do we talk about, you know? Right. Um, but I love the fact that you are running something that's completely different from everyone else. Arthur's list was great, too, because that is definitely way different from any other Emperor's Children list that I've seen any time mm. lately. Um, and, and I like the fact that there are innovators out there still um, yeah. doing these weird things that uh, are working, obviously. Yeah. I'm interested to see how we all end up after LVO. So. <laughs> Me, too. Uh, now I need to go buy Lord of Skulls. <laughs> All right. Just one, though. Don't buy three. <laughs> <laughs> Don't buy three. <laughs> yes, that's probably a good tip now. Uh, you know, eighth edition, that was the thing. Now, less so. Um, so before we close this one up, Russell, you got any shout outs, any last minute words before I say goodbye to everyone? No, I just uh, I want to say thank you to all the Houston players uh, for helping helping me uh, in competitive 40K. There's a lot of there's a lot of great guys around here that. Help build me up really, really quick. Guys like uh, uh, Comic Day, Nathan Cannell, and um, and George. Um, I mean, like amazing players. Um, yeah. So shout out to them, and then my Santa Fe 40k guys or Swamp Box 40k guys. Got a core little group of guys from my hometown, and you know we're just a bunch of uh, competitive guys that are um, uh, gentlemen. That, and then that's the big thing with you know our our little club is like, hey, we want to win but we want to do it the right way. Like I, we don't like gotcha moments. We like, we like people having fun with us and, and cheering and, and, you know, so that's, that's kind of, that's kind of my stick for all, all the local guys. We have a really good community in the Houston area. I have to say that. So. Hell yeah, man. No, uh, thank you so much again for being on the channel, you know, uh, being the last second edition. Cause I was going to do this solo and Russell hopped on. He's like, Hey bud, can I go, can I come be your guest? I was like a hundred percent. Cause I wanted to get you on anyway, uh, with me changing shifts, you know, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for taking time out to do this, man. Oh, thank you for having me on. Yeah, and thank you all out there for listening to me and Russell. If you guys liked this, please like, subscribe, share. But otherwise... Till next time, I'll see you guys in the next Chaos Chat here on James Loves Games. Bye-bye.